0: Pipe Network presents.
1: There's always been this drive in me to fight for justice in some way and to get deeply involved in that. And as a counterpoint to that, I like the quote, wear the the world as a loose garment, because you can lose yourself in that fight. You can lose yourself in trying to be out there. And, and fighting for various causes and various people. Um, but it's, it's for your own good, for my own welfare, I need to hold on to that. I like to have a good time when I listen to my
0: horror podcast. Her left arm oh, was chopped so, off. Oh, that's so... Oh my God, really? Pause panic all the panic over their deaths for like months and the months. The frightening, alarming, real-life tales show is my horror my podcast. podcast. My horror podcast. That's Can it? Pause, pause it, <laughs> This is your scary <laughs> part. Be scared and laugh hard with the frightening, alarming, real-life tales show every Friday on all major
1: podcasting platforms. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you.
0: On behalf of my guest here in The Rajiv Show, we would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey folks, welcome back to The Rajiv Show and we are going international again with this episode. And... Um, it's it's i love international guests i love an international understanding of the world it's just amazing so i want to introduce my guest uh her name is mary judith held hey mary how are you doing
1: i'm doing
0: fine how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good so uh it's uh i'm glad to have international guests it's an honor to have you as my guest But before we get into the meat and bones of our conversation, uh, I want to take it back. I want to take it back, take a time travel to high school. If you and I were classmates in high school, who were you if you and I were classmates
1: in high school? I was the brainy girl in the special classes. Awesome. And
0: uh, would you... That, that's interesting. <laughs> you Would you consider yourself a nerd in that regard?
1: Yeah, but this was before we had computers, so the real nerd wasn't there yet. It was just, you know, <laughs> the smart kids, they were, they were kind of low on the totem pole.
0: <laughs> interesting, interesting. What an opening, just to open up the conversation. Um how would you classify yourself in 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 the uh, in the labels of introverted extroverted how would you classify yourself if you if you were in the high school setting introverted oh really wow yeah we've got a lot of introverted guests in our show i gotta admit wow <laughs> And well,
1: with a title like "Reflection," it's like a perfect one for us. Put <laughs> yeah. our heads and think a lot. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's
0: just interesting that the the span of of uh, conversations that I've had over the period, it, I, I've met a lot of introverts, including my sister. I had a recording with her just a couple of days back, and uh, it's just. <laughs> It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just interesting how intro—I've uh, attracted a lot of introverted uh, people in my list. <laughs> There's
1: a lot of us out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta admit, it's—it's it's really an interesting dynamic to open up a conversation with introvertedness, and um, but I don't want to dabble into that. I want to dabble into you more specifically. Get into the meat and bones of you as a human being. Um. Were you an introverted through, through and through from the beginning till current thing or have you evolved?
1: Well, I've had several side trips in, in my in my journey. I took a side trip into alcoholism and when I was an alcoholic, I was an out there alcoholic. I was at the bars, I was at the parties, I was never at home. My goal was to stay home and get drunk, but I never could do that. I always ended up being out there on the streets and being drunk. Yeah. So that's kind of an extroverted kind of activity. Yeah. When I got when I found sobriety and and got clean and sober. Yeah. I went back to the introvert. <laughs> really? Oh, interesting.
0: Interesting. And this was. Uh, how many periods? After that, you you mentioned a lot uh, a lot of timelines. You mentioned alcoholism and then uh, back to introverted. Did you go back to any other form of uh, category aside from introvert and extrovert? Ambivert, through and through.
1: Pretty much introvert. I mean the the necessity to have quiet time, the necessity to have time to think. Yeah, And to ponder over things and to be away from people and doing that is something that I've always had. Mm. It's always been a part of me, I
0: think. Interesting. Interesting. So you would still classify, even till today, you would still classify yourself as an introverted person? Or yes. has it changed? Oh, interesting.
1: But, but, you know, my, my, passion now is to go out and talk to people about certain things Mm. and so I have to do that but it's like I know when I'm slipping into that into that kind of person and and it's interesting to be there and it's fun to be there but as soon as it's over it's like let's close it all down and sit here and think about it all
0: and I taught
1: for a number of years interesting and, te- and teaching is a is a very extroverted kind of activity True. you know because you're out there you're trying to draw things out of people yeah you're using everything in you to get them involved in it mm. but after a class was over then it was no <laughs> i need some space also some
0: time. that that sounds like an ambiverted kind of characteristic you you have the ability to adapt to certain situations yeah interesting interesting
1: yeah, i can't adapt
0: That's that's good at least at least you have the ability to adapt some um some introverted people that i've met and interviewed they they still carry the characteristic even till today but there's a lot of things that they've learned over the period which makes things interesting for them it it, it turns the dynamic some introverted that I uh, introverted people that I met have turned into extroverted for the case of personal development you know and it's just an interesting this was an interesting uh-huh. opening into conversation but I love to de- uh, dig deep into philosophy now uh, through the period through the period of things that you've gone through was there any particular quotation or philosophy that you stuck by or stood by? That made you say, "Hey, this is uh, the middle minute, uh, starting of the day." You'd start the day off with this quotation that you'd you just remind yourself. Okay, is there a quotation that you live by?
1: Okay, there's there's always been this drive in me to fight for justice in some way, okay, and to get deeply involved in that. And as a counterpoint to that. I like the quote "wear the wear the world as a loose garment," because you can lose yourself in that fight. You can lose yourself in trying to be out there and and fighting for various causes and various people. Yeah. Um, but it's it's for your own good, for my own welfare. I need to hold on to that. Another quote. It's kind of like the same thing. Hmm. Is The world is too much with me. I believe that there's, you know, the soul of a person, the spirit of a person Mm. that is outside all of the things that go on around us. Mm. And that we need to pay attention to that spirit within and let it grow and let it thrive and let it unfurl its little wings and stuff and not just all be about the work of the movement or the work of right now the book or the work of whatever particular thing that i was into that i couldn't always be about the work that i had to pull back from that and look at it differently
0: Mm. interesting interesting we just deep dive from introverted and extrovertedness now we are into deep philosophy i like your philosophy And what caught my attention is let it grow and let it thrive. That's just something I'm going to quote you on. I hope you don't mind.
1: (laughs) Oh, go right ahead.
0: Yeah. So, um, aside from philosophy, I want to ask an interesting question that uh, uh, would make people think. Um, this, This question comes from the idea of alternative worlds, alternative realities if there was a particular timeline in your life that you would change a particular decision that you would have said hey i would have changed the," i would have changed is there a particular timeline that you would have gone through and said hey i wanted to uh, this would have changed my world this would have changed me into a different reality
1: well I don't know if I could have avoided it, but the fall into alcoholism, if Mm. that hadn't happened, then all kinds of other things could possibly have happened. Mm. But my idea of myself and of of the world was so skewed from from trauma in my childhood and stuff Mm. that the slip into alcoholism seemed inevitable. Mm. I don't know what else I would have done that that came and 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 I'm lucky that I got out of it and it was relatively early that I got out of it and at this point I've been sober 45 years a very long time wow but but not being clean and sober when the when my career started Mm. when I would have gone into a career path and began starting my life in that kind of way mm. would have been different. After that, it was always tinged with alcoholism. Yeah. And and the choices, you know, first I went into social work, then I went into teaching. Um, mm. I would have done those kinds of things. I might've done them at a higher level. Yeah you know, in in a more managerial kind of sense rather than the level that I was in.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think I would have ended up in the same kinds of things. Yeah. When I, I had seizures for a while. I ended up, oh, 30 years after I got sober, I started having seizures. Mm. And I was teaching at the time. And I let my, I let my long-term disability lapse when I stopped teaching because of them. Mm. Because I said, I don't want me to think that there's an option. I have to get these seizures stopped. Mm. Well, I ended up having them for 11 years. So that was a time when I was pretty well, when I was broke a lot, um, when my, the kind of medical attention that was that was available for me was limited um and where i lived and the kind of life i lived was was certainly a poverty-based thing rather than what would have been a lower middle class thing if i would have kept my disability and that would have made a little different life yeah and i think sometimes what it might have been like but i love the life i have now so you know, things would have been different, but who knows what I would have ended up at. I'm, I'm happy at the spot I ended up
0: at. Interesting. Thinking of a title after listening to your, uh, your story made me realize that there's a lot that makes it interesting. And I, I'm just going to get this straight through. I, I, I really love this conversation because of how you've overcome alcoholism and, you know overcoming uh, difficulty I don't know what title I'm, I'm I'm still thinking of a title that could uh, <laughs> signify this conversation because you're an interesting person I gotta I, I, I gotta admit you, you just you just struck me as an interesting conversa- uh, conversationalist and it's really interesting how you you've overcome and for me personally I want to say I'm proud of you for for that I know we just met and it it comes out awkward. I just want to give my genuine love and my respects to your ability because there are a lot of people who continuously struggle and continuously develop habits that they're stuck in and it's a loop and it's, mm-hmm. and, you know. And I this is the reason why I love conversations because who knows, someone who's listening and who's going through the same thing May listen to this and say, "Hey, I may, I might want to change life and make life interesting for me." And I gotta applaud you. I mean, <laughs> you have my salutes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta applaud you for for the strength and the ability to go through the, uh, go through life like this. Uh, I, I'm I, I want to highlight a little bit of saying, looking back at you, you mentioned alcoholism. I don't want. I don't mean to pry over uh over the 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 topic uh i just wanted to know for 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 my understanding i wanted to know what led you what led you mentioned you had a tough time a tough time growing up what led you to alcoholism what what direction because i'm just curious how it went Uh, i just want to i want to bridge the gap of my curiosity from, you said, introverted to alcoholism. I'm just curious, what led to that direction? What was the story behind that? I'm just curious.
1: Well, um, I had some some sexual abuse as a child that I didn't really deal with very well. I just kind of hit it in my head. Yeah. It wasn't my immediate family. It was outside of that. So I still had a safe place but I took it all and I hid it in my head and with it, I hid some pretty sad things about myself, things I believed about myself and, and part of the trying to keep all that back was drinking. Now I think I went to alcohol because my dad drank, Um, alcohol was something that was around me when I was growing up. If I had been around people who smoked a lot of marijuana or who did other kinds of drugs, I would have gone to that. And goodness knows that when I was coming of age, there was a lot of drugs available. Yeah. But my drug of choice remained alcohol. And it's like they say, after a while when you're drinking... It doesn't matter why you stop. The fact is that you don't now how, how, doesn't matter why you started. Mm. It matters that you are able to stop and to kind of look at ourselves as being the same in a lot of ways. Although we might've started drinking for all kinds of reasons yeah. as a group. And I got sober in a 12 step group In a group as a group, we're there because we don't know how you get up in the morning and don't get drunk. We just couldn't figure out how to do that. How do we stay sober? We would get up in the way, I'm not gonna drink today. Before you know it, we're drunk. It's uh, yeah. So helping each other figure that out was a very important thing. Being yeah. a part of a group that had that same thing happening.
0: But then you mentioned you were in a group. Who was the person who who initially thought, Hey, this is damaging our relationship this is damaging our lives who was the person who who said that who said hey we need to change in your group
1: in your circle well all of us were part of the aa community that bill w and dr bob started back in the 30s okay um and and the groups formed around their principles, and there wasn't really within a group. There wasn't really any. There isn't really any standout who does the whole thing. We're mm-hmm. just all kind of there. Yeah. Some of us might have more sobriety mm-hmm. than others, but but we're all equal in our fight. No, I mean we're all only one drink from a drunk.
0: I I, I meant to say that in in your circle of friends before you got into rehab who was the person saying hey this is damaging uh this is damaging our lives was there a particular friend me oh you were the person me i was
1: i was the first one to move out interesting and are are you still
0: are you still associated with the circle or you've moved you've moved or or they they came along with you
1: I'm. I'm still associated with some of them, some of them didn't come along. Um, But I'm still in the 12-step group in a larger sense. The 12-step groups, like if I move around and I have moved to different places, I find 12-step groups there and become part of them. And that becomes my group. So there's lots of places to go. Once, once you've made the commitment to sobriety, once you've figured out, you know, what you need to do to make it through the, those days without drinking, yeah. you, still, you still need to be around other people who are still at that spot. Yeah. You need to help each other do it. You need to help newcomers. You need to help people who've been there for a long time. We all still need help on our sobriety.
0: Interesting this is a powerful conversation I gotta admit this is I hope people our listeners out there are listening and taking notes because this is an interesting uh, it's an interesting conversation I gotta admit so uh, so after accepting change I gotta ask well um, you, you you've mentioned you've been you've been sober for a very very long time how did it feel on the first year Was there anything that that made you that tried to trick you to go back to drinking, or were there (laughs) were there tiny moments? What was the first year, looking
1: back? The first the first year, I held on to the program and to the people around me very closely, because it was during the first like year and a half of sobriety that my mother and then my brother died. and a man that I was close to his mother and his father died and we went through it seemed like that whole year we were in nursing homes and hospitals and in memorials and in funerals and that that was what was happening Mm -hmm. and our natural inclination would be to drink and we were not drinking and so the other thing we knew was to hold on to each other and just go through that. My God, that so, was a
0: challenge. That must have been the oh, challenge. That <laughs> um, was a real challenge. But then, I, I'm glad that you managed to stay strong and headstrong because taking that first step is one of the m- most difficult challenges of all. I gotta admit. I mean, yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad that you sing. And then the following years, were, were the years that temptation called you back or... Were there years that uh, were the years that There'd, once you let go, it was just a roller coaster.
1: There were Things that would happen in particular would make me want to drink, but it would be at certain times. It's like when I've got 10 years sober or 20 years sober, those nice round numbers. You yeah. like to say in your head, well, I've been sober 20 years. I bet <laughs> I could have a drink. And it's like
0: no, no. It defeats you the haven't
1: purpose. Have learned yet? You're never gonna learn. Stop it,
0: it. it defeats the purpose.
1: Yes, yes. So those thinking about those nice round years, or, you know, I should be better than that now. What have I been doing? I'm not doing well. Yeah, you know. But the deal is you got into it. I got into it because I wanted to stay sober and I'm still sober. That's good. And That's most good. of the time it's been, it's been pretty good time. Now That's the good. seizure years, Yeah. the seizure years were bad years. The seizure years turned out to be from PTSD, yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. from a lot of things that happened when I was drinking, yeah. plus the stuff that I never dealt with from my childhood yeah that's the stuff that was hidden in there and i wouldn't face it mentally and emotionally so Hmm. physically it came out yeah but it took they never did it took them a long time to figure out what i had first they thought i had stress then they thought i had epilepsy then they thought i had conversion disorder i went to the doctors i got all these tests run for five years the first five years of seizures i couldn't do anything Mm. i couldn't successfully do anything i was just seizing i tried to work i would have seizures they have to take me home Mm. i gave up teaching and got an easier job became a bookkeeper was like such an easy job with such nice people and, and Couldn't have asked for anything better, and I'm still seizing, and they have to take me home. And this is like a disruption to everybody's day. Yeah. Because they look, they look kind of like Grandma, but my trunk wouldn't move.
0: Yeah.
1: And I could talk.
0: Yeah. I
1: would talk and say, you know, I'm going to be okay. Don't worry about it. But it would scare people to death because my arms and my legs would be flying around, and my head would be flying around, and my shoulders are going back and forth. And, And so finally, I just stopped going anywhere. Um, And that went, that lasted, like I say, for about five years. Wow. And then, then, wow, five years. It was a long time. And I looked up at the end of those five years and I said, something better has to happen. (laughs) This is not good. I am not having a good time with this life. So. What I did, they had, they had me on all kinds of drugs. I started oh. weaning myself off the drugs because yeah. they just made me sleep and they made me sick and, and they, they weren't any good. Yeah. And So I started weaning myself off and I went to my psychiatrist and he did a blood draw. And yeah. he said, you don't have a therapeutic level of this drug in your system. You need to up the amount of drug you have in there. And I, so I'm saying, well, I figured that since I was tired and sick that I could slowly go off it. And he broke in and he said, now you have a choice. You can take it on your own or we'll hospitalize you and make sure you get that drug. So here, psychiatrists are like the only ones that can just actually pick you up and throw you in the hospital. Your doctor might urge you to go there, but your psychiatrist have the police take you and put you there Mm. so this was a very scary statement on his part so i said oh oh okay well i'll take the pill i'll take the pill and and i left that one and i started looking around town to find a different psychiatrist to find somebody else to go to and when my appointments would come i would say oh i forgot (laughs) i'll reschedule whatever until i got a new psychiatrist got established with him. And the first time he knew I was leaving was when I requested my records to my new guy. So I ducked that one, which was, it was scary. I did not want to be hospitalized and have to take even more of that drug. I did not want that to happen. And I managed it so that it didn't, it was very good. And then the next guy we started on trying to figure out if I could figure out when I was gonna have seizures and we kind of did a little detective thing and we figured out how I could make sure that I have some time. And I started working about nine hours a week and i go to like three meetings a week and that was what I could do with my life. And it was such such a joy after five years of not being able to do anything that I stuck with it for a long time, you know? Six years later, I'm still at this that.
0: Wow, you are powerful. I gotta admit you are powerful this this conversation just just blow, blows my mind the, the the amount of sheer powerful uh influence that you have and the power of uh, being strong with yourself it's it, it's just amazing to me uh, listening to you and seeing you is change it's a life-changing experience i gotta i gotta admit but before before I cut this uh, saying I, I, I want to ask. Of course, my listeners are are blown away by, by your saying they would love to connect with you via social media. How would they find you on social media?
1: Well, I wrote a book. It's called Unfreezing Trauma, my private journal of EMDR recovery. I have a website, unfreezingtrauma.com. And there's a little thing there where you can get into touch with me. There's, um, I have a Facebook page, both as Mary J health and as unfreezing trauma. So awesome. you can, can get hold of me on Facebook. I haven't figured out how the other things work yet. So <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm doing the best I can. So that's what I've got. I've got a website, two Facebook pages, my email, is just trauma 911 at gmail.com awesome awesome so unfreezing trauma and different things will get you to me
0: awesome i i want to say thank you first of all for for being a part of this show this 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 conversation is uh i, I love this conversation and i want to say i'm proud of you for overcoming everything and i'm going to put all the information on the show notes don't worry so that they'll get in touch with you on the okay. show notes um i want to say thank you so much for for being a part of the show and i want to say that i'm proud of you of overcoming things and i'm sure with your strength thank and you. and your power and your ability to go through things may serve as a lesson for others and that's what we're all about we're all about the motivation and we're all about the love so, yes. yeah. I want to say thank you. That's a, long, that's a long thank you that I've mentioned. I want to say thank you for being a part of my show. And hopefully, if time permits, you come back to the show and become a guest again. Because the conversation was building to a certain interest. Suddenly, Zoom had to cut us off. It's, it's just sad. But I hope you come back and we talk just more sad. about, yeah. We talk more about, uh, saying dig deep into those tiny moments because there's a lot to dissect in your story so yeah okay
1: i would love to come back this has been great fun yeah i want to say
0: thank you i want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart i'm proud of you and overcoming and overcoming everything and i'm sure that you would still stay strong and not have that drink (laughs) because you know no you're strong i admit it tries to sneak in there yeah yeah so i want to say thank you again a huge thank you i've been saying thank you for a past few minutes uh thank you thank you and i'm proud of you stay strong and more power to you
1: well thank you very much for having me yeah thank you for having me on your show
0: yeah.
1: it has been a very interesting discussion yeah it's a
0: huge honor from my end as well and uh With that in mind, I want to say cheers, folks, and we will see you in the next episode.